0: Because great leaders will produce great results.
1: Welcome to this podcast wherever you may be today. Yesterday, Roxanne, my wife, and I celebrated our 45th wedding anniversary. Well, first of all, I thought people who celebrated a milestone anniversary like a 40th or 50th anniversary were old. And now that we are here, we feel so young for being married 45 years. (laughs) And as I was thinking about an upcoming podcast and subjects that I might speak on or share, I had just recorded a podcast that I didn't feel great about. Our operations manager suggested that I do one on marriage since we had just celebrated our 45th anniversary and share maybe some of the lessons learned. So here we are doing this podcast. I feel like the older I get, the less I know. But as I look back, I am so grateful for advice that I asked for and sometimes didn't ask for from couples and individuals that had figured out how to make their marriage work. And as a little background on this, both sets of my grandparents celebrated their 50th anniversaries. My wife's parents did. My own parents were not as fortunate Both great people that I love dearly. They were divorced when I was 14. Both of my parents were divorced twice. Dad was married three times and mom twice. And I was blessed with some amazing, not only parents, but mentors. Of these seven mentors, everyone ended up being married for over 50 years each. And I learned a great deal from this wide variety of experiences on both sides of things. Each of our six children are married, and one has had a retreaded marriage, but doing really extraordinary and made the best of that circumstance. Both of them have, and they have a great family. Well, today, I would like to share six essential things you can do to have a successful marriage, a successful partnership. Number one is to have a couple's vision and set annual goals create a couple's vision. And as you set these goals together, the vision is the direction that you choose to journey together. This is what we expect. This is what we see. And this is something that you create. You carry the weather inside and it's not based on what's going on outside. So it sets the direction. The goals are what you're going to do each year together to realize that vision. It helps maintain and keep a relationship fresh and vibrant. It's interesting because as you have your own personal vision, in contrast to a couple's vision or a family's vision, it really helps you describe what kind of spouse or partner or parent you desire to be. So for example, my personal vision contrasts to the couple one, but they all point to the direction and my personal one is what I'm going to do. The couple's one is what we are going to do. Mine is to help Roxanne feel like a 10. And so that's a big deal for me. As children come along, you may create a family vision. And these other five things that we're going to talk about today can all be part of your vision. Here is an example of maybe I just jotted down some things that what it might look like. We show our love by our actions. Of fidelity, respect, admiration for one another. We can solve all things together. We only speak positively about one another and never speak negatively of one another in each other's absence. We can trust one another and are worthy of that trust. We keep the flame of our marriage bright by regular dates, healthy communication, helping each other grow. We pray, go to church together, read the scriptures together. We do The same with our children. We're patient, kind, and forgiving to one another. We create regular couple and family memories. We create our future by setting meaningful goals each year. And we set up solid financial management and we have fun together. (laughs) Now, think if that is your couple's vision or something like it. I mean, you're going to design whatever is yours. It'll be completely unique. Well, now as you regularly discuss it, print it out, put it on the wall, talk about it, it helps you make decisions and take control of your future to the best that you can, at least on the things that you can control. Number two is to be an effective communicator. This is both a mindset and a skill set. In other words, the mindset is I want and need to listen. I care. Good communication builds trust. It shows respect. It helps us to better understand one another and how to solve problems together. And no yelling at each other. Maybe (laughs) for my wonderful blessed parents, for whatever reason, this was present, but it was so upsetting, so destructive. And so just be patient, forgiving. No one's perfect. If you're upset, go out and Walk until you feel calmed down. Count to a hundred or whatever it takes, (laughs) but things will pass and then you'll get to a better place and it's easier to solve the issues. Look for the good in your spouse and your partner. Have a gratitude sheet. List all of the things that you admire in your spouse and partner. Remember that there's two sides of a communication coin, and this is a good way to mentally think about it. The one side, and these are, this is the skill part, and that is when your partner shares something with them, thank them. Acknowledge that. Take a breath, regardless of how complicated it is or how emotional it might be. Just say, thank you for taking the time to share that. and And then be sure you've captured and can Share back with them whatever they've shared with you, the content, the emotion, what's in their heart, and just say, let me be sure I've got it. Now, by doing this, this skill, it is a game changer totally, because now you listen until they feel like they've been able to express. There's no interrupting. There's no sharing your thoughts. It is side one is just being sure you got it. And then you can go to finding effective solutions from there. That's side two. You can either initiate this yourself or build upon what was just shared on side one. But side two is something like this I've been thinking about something and would love to get your thoughts on it. What are your thoughts? And then you go to work and really genuinely listen and problem solve together. See what a shift that is from blaming or just sharing a, an emotion without getting to a productive place. So that's side one, side two of the communication coin is wonderful. And then you have a tool, the six-step process to work through problems. And you can get a free copy of the six steps. Just write to us at support at becomingyourbest.com. Oh, what a an amazing tool. That is a worksheet that comes from our second book, The Transformation Challenge, The Six Steps of Planning and Execution. Wonderful process. So, that's number 2. Number 1 is to create your own couples and personal vision. Number 2 then is to be an effective communicator. Number 3 is to have couple and family traditions. For example, say this is a great tradition, love you every night before you go to sleep or when you leave each other or into conversation on the phone. Have as part of your family traditions a regular breakfast and dinner together where you can talk and visit. Worship together and share your faith with one another. Play games together. Set goals together. Brainstorm as a couple and as a family on things you might do. Annual photos and photo books. Our daughter Anne is a master at this. She does a photo book of their marriage and family every year. They're they're priceless. Have family reunions. And uh, this is what we'll talk about memories and tying bonds together. And then Sundays, just one thought for your recommendations, you're setting your traditions. In our family, as our children were growing up, they couldn't play with neighbors on Sundays or go out with friends on that day. This was a special day for our family. We played together, we Talk together, we watch uplifting movies together on that day. Another tradition we had were was job charts. Roxanne was a master at helping set up responsibilities and rewards and this is what they did their part. All of these things help to strengthen your relationship as a couple, your yoke together. And and do pre week planning together. Each week, and sync up your calendars, and especially around what matters most. Find common interest. Exercise together where it fits, or play cards together, or read together. Watch movies. Have fun and laugh. Share the duties. Change diapers. That's for me to change the diapers. (laughs) Help with the dishes. I, I like this little quote that one of Roxanne's favorites. I love hugs, and I love kisses. But what I love most is help with the dishes. (laughs) So there are things that we can do that really make a difference. That's number three. Number four is encourage your wife, your husband, your spouse, and partner to grow. Help them spread their wings. Have their own friends. Develop their interests. Recognize the good in them. And it is nice when what they're doing aligns with what you're doing. But that's not always required. We have different interests and feelings and emotions. Roxanne, for example, took trips with her brothers and sisters without me many times because I had a conflict with work. But they went to China. They went to Russia. They went to Thailand and Cambodia. This is over the years. She graduated with her bachelor's degree while carrying our third child, Stephen. She became an EMT. We ran a marathon together. Why? Because she came home one day and said, I want to run a marathon. (laughs) And even though I swore I'd never do something like that to my body, I said, hey, okay, I'll do it with you. Wow, did we have a great time. And she supported me in starting businesses. And wow, so amazing. So encourage one another, support one another. Number five of the six is to be faithful. Again, these are just things that I'm recommending. You're going to have maybe your own list. But over all these years of 45 years of being married, and I know there's a lot of people that have been married longer. I was sitting next to a couple yesterday on the plane. They were celebrating their 25th anniversary. Well, all of these fit. So have rules to protect you. A really wonderful friend of mine, when I was just getting married, recommended this. He said, you're going to travel a lot probably during your career. And maybe sometime you'll get in late at a in a hotel and be in the restaurant and you'll see a woman that looks down or lonely sitting at a table by herself. He said, never go over and help. <laughs> in other words, don't put yourself at risk. I thought that that was great advice. I've tried to keep it. Another is great advice. Never be alone with a member of the opposite sex where you could Be accused of something or just get in an awkward situation. Leave the door open when you're with another person like that. And then certainly don't flirt outside of your marriage. These are just a few things that can destroy a marriage or relationship faster than just about anything else. Infidelity is poison. So stay away from it. And so there's five so far, right? The first one is to have your own couples and personal vision. Number two is to be an effective communicator. Number three is to have traditions that are powerful and build. Number four is encourage your partner to grow, support them in their interests. Number five is be faithful. And number six is never give up. Not on your marriage, not on each other. One of our employees, Eldine Sheffer, who was along with Janet Jamison, were amazing sales reps for our company. I remember talking with Eldine one time. She said, we've been married for 25 years and most of them have been happy. <laughs> I really laughed at that. She ended up being married for over 60 years before she passed away. I found her actually comments to be true for us anyhow. We've had really a lot of really great years, but we've had some hard years. So, for example, year two, year five, year seven, year 11, year 25. (laughs) Things happen in life and you just can't give up. You got to stay right in there. And for us, at any rate, I can tell you that after that time sometime, we started to experience the very best of the best and really now for the last couple of decades so it's worth hanging in there and you can weather the challenges that come up sometimes it can be tough but just make this one of your hallmarks is you're not going to give up on your marriage or each other you're going to hang in there so be determined that you will be accountable that you will take responsibility for your actions so no blaming or criticizing if you happen to blow up or do something dumb which I've made mistakes. I've been impatient, for example. Well, I apologized and and did better. I told her, that Roxanne, that I'm sorry. And then I've kept trying. So keep trying, and one day things get a whole lot easier. (laughs) So the conclusion here is, may these six essentials be of help to you. You're probably doing most of them right now. And if so, I expect you are working through things to have a great marriage, a great partnership. Marriage is definitely a ride. It's amazing and fulfilling. What a journey. And with time, it becomes like the greatest jewel, the greatest treasure on earth. And it's so nice that you can travel with someone you care for. Now, just a couple of reflections to the younger generation, make finding a great partner and getting married a top priority in life. Don't wait until you're older unless you just have to. <laughs> you just couldn't find someone. And don't wait until you can afford it, or which could never happen. Maybe, maybe uh, you can never afford it. Or, or don't wait really until you graduate, perhaps. Done correctly, courtship and marriage is so much better than being alone. Take on life together. There is serious research that supports marriage and working together with one another is better than being alone. Yeah, is there a risk that things won't work out? Well, of course. (laughs) Can you do a do-over if they don't? Well, of course, but it's worth the risk. I know it's putting yourself out there, but that's the way it is. We do this all throughout life, and it's how we grow and learn. So do these six essentials, and they'll help improve your odds and your happiness. Now, as I wrap up this podcast today, I wish to pay a special tribute to my wife, Roxanne, of 45 years. Oh, I appreciate her laughter and patience, her willpower, her kindness, faithfulness. Patience, I know I've already said that once, but it's worth repeating. Her encouragement, her driver, her elegance, her intelligence, her athleticism, her friendship, her companionship, her emotions. We've cried together, we've laughed together, we've often said we could cry at the ribbon cutting of a grocery store. Well, we've had fun in that way, and I'm glad that's one of the things that we're like. And her commitment to everything that's good. One of the very most important decisions of my life was to marry Roxanne, and I will forever be grateful for her. I wish to share a song and a poem that reflect my feelings for her. They come from different sources. The first, I'm sure that you've heard, I'm including the lyrics here in the transcription of this podcast, but I grabbed one of these off of a soundtrack here. And it's by Bett Mittler, The Wind Beneath My Wings. It totally describes Roxanne. I hope that you can hear it okay. And I hope Bette doesn't mind me playing it. If so, we'll remove it another time <laughs> from this podcast. But it's dedicated to her. and Thank you, Bette, for this masterpiece. Well, thank you, Bet, and thank you, Roxanne. The second one I wish to share and dedicate to Roxanne is, How Do I Love Thee? It's Sonnet 43 from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height that my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being an ideal grace. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love thee with the passion put to use in my own griefs and with my own childhood's faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints, I love thee with the breath, smiles, tear, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. So to all of you out there contemplating marriage, go for it. (laughs) And for those of you who are married, cherish it while you can. It goes faster than you can imagine. Seize the day and wherever you are, in the process, whether it's in terms of an anniversary, anniversary number 1, 5, 10, 25, 50 or more, happy anniversary and congratulations. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, wishing you a great day.
0: Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.